0: Ring of Fire presents Welcome aboard! It's time to raise anchor as we sail across the Seven Seas with me, the Master of Mythship himself, the Captivating Captain Thoreau, debonair and pirate extraordinaire, collecting ancient legends filled with wonder and adventure on the Ship of Myths. The Toad Who Would Be King Oh, it's hot enough to burn a hole through the ship's deck, But this match still refuses to catch fire. Arr. It's been a full forty days since we got any fresh water. Of course you are thirsty. So am I. That is why we're trying to light this rocket in broad daylight. Arr! How will sending this rocket into the sky bring rain, you ask Jimmy? Remember the port of map put Well, that's where I heard about Bang-Fai, the Festival of Rockets. Keep trying to light this matchstick while I tell you the legend of the Toad King and how he brought rain upon this earth after a long and devastating drought. We start our tale in a large, prosperous kingdom in the Mekong Delta. The kingdom was ruled by the benevolent King Ectida and his Queen Seda. After a long wait, the Queen finally received the good news they'd been so eagerly waiting for.
1: My King, our prayers have finally been answered.
2: You will soon have an heir to your throne. Is it true, my Queen? You have no
0: idea how happy you've made me. Someone, get me the Royal Astrologer, quick! The court astrologer predicted that Queen Cedar would give birth to a healthy son, who would be like none the kingdom had ever seen. The crown prince would bring great glory to the name of his forefathers. I
1: just hope my child will be born healthy.
0: Well, ten lunar months later, Queen Cedar gave birth to a healthy baby boy with a golden complexion.
2: No!
1: No! No! No!
0: Just then, King Ecthida entered the birthing chamber to have his first look at his son. He saw the baby, and the color drained from his face.
2: How is this possible? Our son's face resembles that of a toad! I am sorry, my king. No need to be sorry, my queen. The baby is indeed healthy, just as we had prayed for and looks are not everything. We shall name him Kuman,
0: the Toad Prince. Prince Kankak grew up to be a brave and talented young man. He was proficient in all forms of warfare and steeped in all the knowledge that the wise men and women of his kingdom held in their souls. Kankak's mind and body could now compete with the finest in the world Even though his face still resembled that of a toad
1: I wish I could have given you a better face, my son
3: There is no need to apologise to me, mother I just want to work hard and make myself worthy of your love and father's respect
1: But Gunga, do you really have to spend so much time with the frogs and the toads near the palace pond? Just yesterday, I overheard a maid saying that you were off playing with your brothers again
3: I do not consider this an insult, Mother, but an honour. The frogs and toads are my friends. They understand every word I say and help me when I ask them."
0: Time passed and then one day, Gankak's royal instructors admitted to him that there was nothing left for them to teach him anymore. He was ready to take on the duties of the Crown Prince. For three full days after this, Gankak shut himself off in his chambers. No one was allowed to come in except for his beloved toads who jumped in and out of the room's window throughout this period and loud croaking noises were heard constantly from the room. And finally, on the morning of the fourth day, Gankak left his room and walked up to his father's throne room. Gankak, my son!
2: I'm so happy to see you here. Your teachers tell me that your education is now
3: complete. Yes, father. With your blessing, I am now ready. It is time. Time? Time for what, my son? Dear father, it is time for me to get married.
2: That is indeed excellent news, my son. Your mother will
3: be so happy to hear it. But please listen to my conditions for marriage first, dear father. Conditions? What conditions? A home suitable for a crown prince and his wife. I wish for a grand palace that our kingdom has never seen before. The palace will have 10,000 pillars and 1,000 rooms decorated with gems and jewels.
2: (laughs) That is a worthy request indeed, my son. Give me some time and this will be done. I promise you. Thank you, father. And to live in such an exquisite palace,
3: I wish to marry the most beautiful maiden in the world.
2: Alas, I don't think I can fulfill this part of your demand, my son. I hate to say this, but the truth is that you look like a
0: toad. And no one that beautiful will want you for a husband. A crestfallen Kankak returned to his chambers, unsure about what to do next. The toads and frogs had warned him again and again that his destiny would be fulfilled only if he met these conditions.
3: I know, my friends, but even my father, the most powerful king in the land, is unable to find me a beautiful bride. Who else can help me if he cannot? You're right! How could I forget Indra, the king
0: of all gods in heaven? He is indeed the most powerful being in the universe. Gankak put his hands together and prayed to Indra to help fulfill his wish for a beautiful bride. Hear my prayers, O great Indra. Having finished his prayer, Gankak went into a deep sleep, and when he woke up, He was amazed to find himself in a palace of 10,000 pillars and 1,000 rooms, decorated with gems and jewels. I cannot believe my eyes! Indra has heard my prayers! Gankak rushed from one room to the next, marveling at the sheer scale and grandeur of his new palace. Suddenly, Gankak stopped as he heard a croaking sound. For in the middle of the palace was a huge circular pond. It was filled with big blooming lotus flowers, and prancing in and out of this pond were the toad and frog friends of Kanka. This is certainly an unexpected gift,
3: Lord Indra. Now my friends can live with me in my home.
0: It is indeed
1: true, isn't it,
0: my prince? The sudden intrusion by a sweet and musical female voice startled Prince Kankak and he nearly tumbled into the pond. He turned around and stood transfixed, for standing in front of him, wearing a glittering wedding dress, was the most beautiful girl he had ever seen. Who might you be, my
3: lady? Not that you are not welcome, of course.
1: I am Nakio Udon, my prince, but you can call me Udon. I am a princess from the north, and have been brought here by the great Indra as an answer to my prayers.
3: Your prayers?
1: Yes, my prince. I had prayed to Indra for the wisest, bravest, strongest husband in the world. I went to sleep in my own palace last night and woke up here.
0: Overjoyed at his good fortune, Gankak married Udon that very day. The king and queen too were feeling blessed that their son had finally found a bride after his own heart. My son, I leave my
2: throne to you. From this day on, you are no longer just Kuman Kankak. You will now be known as Pia Kankak. Pia Kankak? You wish to make me king, father? Yes, my
0: son. But not just any king. The Toad King. Pia Kankak and his lovely wife, Queen Udon, now became the rulers of the kingdom. They were both young and inexperienced, but they were humble enough to accept that they did not know everything and kind enough to go by what their hearts told them to do.
3: I, King Kanka, announce that from this day on, no one will ever go hungry in this kingdom. Food stores are being opened in every village and food grains will be supplied there from the royal granary. Every citizen of this great kingdom can collect food from these stores absolutely free.
0: Soon King Kankak's fame spread far and wide. Other kings and queens heard about Kankak's generosity and compassion and decided to go and see his work for themselves.
1: My king, I have just received the strangest
3: news. What is it, my queen? Does some danger threaten our kingdom? Is some foreign power eyeing our land due to its prosperity? No,
1: my king. It is actually the opposite. Representatives of various kingdoms of humans, as well as magical beings and creatures, have approached us. Humans, Nakas, Garuda, demons, heavenly beings, and animals and insects.
4: Hmm… why?
1: Their rulers wish to come down to our kingdom and see the good work you are doing, so that they can adopt your ways in their kingdoms too. They wish to pay homage to you, my king.
3: They do? But why? I am doing nothing that any ruler should not already be doing for
1: his people. In fact, I wish I could do so much more. And that is why the world has so much to learn from you, my king. I have already informed our ministers to arrange for suitable accommodation for our honoured
0: guests. The capital city of Kankak's kingdom was filled with magical creatures and powerful beings from across all the worlds. Everywhere the visitors went, be it to a shop or a field, they heard just one line, We have nothing to fear when the Toad King is here.
3: This is just the love of the people, my friends.
0: There is nothing special or great about me. The visiting dignitaries, though, knew better and could not stop praising King Kankak. The most vocal of them all was Pianaka, Naka, the Naka King. The Nakas were a race of magical creatures who were half-human and half-snakes.
5: You are too humble, Pia Kanka. It is clear to the meanest intelligence that in all the worlds today, there is none so great and none so kind as you, Pia Kangka. We all bow our heads
0: to you, and only you." The Naka King's words did not go unheard. Some of the storm crows on a nearby branch had overheard the group, and they went to Pia Ten, the rain god, and whispered ill words about the Toad King in his ears.
4: Pierre Ten, did you come to know about rebellion brewing against you down on earth? A rebellion?
6: Who dares to go against the God of Reigns himself?
4: Pierre Kanka, no great one. It seems that he has invited all the races from all worlds to his kingdom for a grand celebration. They all have paid tribute to this so-called tort King, But, but... But what? None of them even thought of the god to whom they have always prayed to for a bountiful harvest and struggle-free life. You, oh great PR-10, the god of rains. What? what? Is this true? I'm afraid so, oh great one. In fact... Pierre Naka, the Naka King, actually told the Toad King that in all the worlds there's none as great as Konkar. And they all bow to him and only him. Enough, enough, enough.
0: As he heard this, Biaken stood up with such a rage that it started to rain inside his court. And people had to hold on to the pillars of his great hall to avoid being swept away by the water. I beg your
4: pardon, O Great One, but I think this Kankar dreams of capturing your throne and replacing you. What?
6: A mere mortal dreams of taking a god's
4: throne?
0: Just then, a messenger arrived to inform the rain god that Pyanaka, the Naka king, had reached the gates of the heavenly lake and was asking for permission to enter.
4: I refuse.
0: But, my lord,
4: rain falls on the earth when the Narkar king and his fellow Narkars play and frolic in your heavenly lakes. And so, if the Narkars cannot reach the heavenly lakes... Oh, I see your plan. Oh, great one. Truly, a superb strategy!
6: (laughs) I think it is time to show these ungrateful Earthlings their place. Tell the Nagas that they are no longer welcome in our heavenly lakes!
0: Since the Nagas were unable to play in the heavenly lakes, it stopped raining on Earth. And for seven years, seven months and seven days, Not a single drop of water fell on the land, terrible forest fires broke out all across the world, and famines and droughts brought everyone on earth to their knees. Byakan opened up his royal coffers and grain warehouses for his people. But it was not enough. The food stocks of the kingdom ran out, and now the hunger and devastation that had spread across the world plagued the Toad King's kingdom as well.
3: Queen Udon, I do not know how to help my people anymore. I do not think I am fit to be a king. Not when my people are dying of hunger and thirst on the streets.
1: Do not be so harsh on yourself, my king. We were able to hold on for much longer than most other kingdoms. In fact, I have heard that Pyanaka and his Naka army are planning to attack the rain god and forcibly enter the heavenly lakes.
0: I must stop him at once! The Toad King rushed to intercept the Naka King and stop him. However, the proud Naka King refused to listen to Pyakanka. I respect you, Pyakanka,
5: but I see no other option now. Our lands are parched, our people starved. I can sit and watch helplessly no more. I shall confront the rain god with my ferocious army of Nagas and bring him to his knees. Will you join me?
3: I'm sorry, Pianaka, but I cannot join you on this hopeless expedition. We cannot defeat the rain god in his kingdom. My toad friends have confirmed this.
5: You would believe a toad over the Naga king.
4: <sighs>
5: then Sit.
0: Like a toad, at the bottom of the well. With these words, the Naka king marched with a huge army of hardened Naka warriors straight to the gates of the heavenly lakes. However, just as Pierre-Cancat had predicted, the armies of the Naka king were no match for the forces of the rain God. Yaten unleashed a massive flood upon the Naka army. which was swept away and fell back to Earth. Thousands of brave Naka soldiers failed in the attempt. It was a humbled Naka king, his proud spirit broken, who now faced King Kanka and Queen Udon back on Earth. You were right,
5: Pia Kanka. I am so ashamed of the harsh and mocking words I spoke the last time we met. I now beg you to take charge. Take charge? Of what? Of our armies. And lead them.
3: How can I do that, Pianaka? I am not an experienced general like you or a fearsome warrior like Garuda.
5: No, Pianaka you are much more than that. You have the wisdom of the toads on your side, and the blessings of the great god Indra himself. I have already spoken to the other kings. We all agree to serve under your command.
1: That is indeed a great honor, Pianaka. My king, should you not take the advice of your trusted friends before you take a final decision?
0: Just then, a toad jumped out of Kankak's pond and croaked something aloud. Kankak listened carefully and then humbly bowed his head. I agree to take
3: on this huge responsibility, Pia Naka, and I promise you that I will bring the reins back to this land by any means possible.
0: Pia Kankak now assembled a mighty army of humans, animals, insects, demons, and various heavenly beings. It was an army the likes of which the earth had never seen. King Kankak now stood on top of a hill, overlooking a huge battlefield. Only soldiers were visible for as far as the eye could
3: see. It is a massive army indeed, my queen. But will it be enough to take on the might of the rain god in the sky? How can I defeat the rain god when even the Naka king could not face him?
1: The rain god is strong, my king, but he does not have your wise advisers.
0: Saying this, Queen Udon opened a small box that she was holding in her hands, and in it was the oldest of the toads, one who had known the toad king since the beginning. The toad croaked for a while, and King Kankap kept listening and nodding his head. His head bowed down in respect. The toad finally stopped croaking, and King Kankak now had a calm and confident look on his face. We cannot defeat a god in the sky,
3: but what if we forced him to come down to earth? The toad king spoke to his generals. Pya Naka, tell your longest snake to raise its
0: head into the heavens. Meanwhile, up above in heaven, Pya ten, the rain god, was gloating about his victory over the Nagas. The puny Nagas dare to challenge the rain
6: god himself? <laughs> Did you see Pyanaga scamper away in fright when my floods were sweeping away his army?
4: Ah, I am sure he would have learnt his lesson. Oh, great one. Ha-ha!
6: Now, that Pia Kanka will think a thousand times before he tries to take my throne. And as for those Nagas... Wait,
0: what is that Naga doing here? The reason for the rain god's alarm was the giant Naga who had just raised his head above the clouds right inside the rain god's palace. Alarmed, the rain god rushed to confront the invader. But just as he reached him, a flurry of toads and frogs jumped out from behind the naka and attacked him. Wait! What is
6: this? What, what are these toads doing here? I'll put an end
0: to them with this burst of water! I'll drown them! Panicking, Pyaten blasted the toads and frogs with water. However, unlike the Naka army, the toads and frogs loved water. It was their home. The water slithered off their slimy bodies, and they jumped and pranced about in the water that was flooding the floor of the Cloud Palace.
6: Nothing is working! I shall crush these creatures under
0: my foot! When the rain god put his foot on the sea of toads and frogs on the floor, his feet slipped on their wet bodies, and with his arms flailing wildly, Pia Ten went sliding on the bed of toads and off the edge of the cloud, where he fell and fell straight towards Earth. Landing right in front of Pia Kankak. Standing behind Pia Kak was a great army of toads and humans.
6: Oh we finally meet. Pia Kaka.
3: I bow before you in respect. Oh
6: great Pia Ten. <laughs> respect. Is that why you tried to capture my throne? Is that why you brought me down here? Oh great toad king.
3: I have never eyed your throne Pia Ten. Your place is up there, in the heavens, and mine here, in my small kingdom on earth. But I could not stand silently, when millions perished of thirst.
6: Enough, toad king! Stop talking, and unleash your mighty army upon me! Let the world see how brave you are that you attack a god when he is down. I do not need
3: any army to fight you for a just cause, Piaten, and neither would you, had your cause been just. I shall face you alone.
6: <laughs> Such confidence! Let us see what the Told King is made of then. <laughs>
0: A battle started between the Toad King and the Rain God. They drew their swords and charged at each other with loud, blood-curdling yells. The rain God was much too skilled in the use of the sword, and removed Kankak's sword from his hand with an expert flick. However, just as Byaten was about to strike Kankak with his sword, Kankak brought up his shield. The rain God's sword clanged into the shield and slipped right off digging into the ground next to it.
4: How?
3: How did that happen? I have learned from the wisest of creatures, the toads themselves. Just like their bodies, my shield too is
0: slippery, as it is coated with grease. The battle continued, with both warriors using a variety of weapons to try and overpower each other. The rain god was powerful. But the toad king too, at the blessing of Indra, and more importantly, the blessings of all the countless creatures of the earth whom he and his wife had helped through the years. Finally, both warriors took a small break. They both gulped down large sips of water from their bottles. It was then that the wily Pyaten saw his chance for victory. It is impossible
6: to defeat Kanka in a fair fight. I will strike
0: him down now, as he is not looking at me. Ten got up and tiptoed towards King Kankak, who was looking towards his wife as he sipped water. Pyaten raised a spear. Queen Udon and others cried out in alarm, but they were too late. King Kankak started to turn around, but he was too slow. However, just as Pyaten's spear was about to impale Kanka, the wooden box in Queen Udon's hand fell down and popped open and the old toad in it hopped out and then took a giant leap straight towards Pyaten.
6: What is that?
0: In the blink of an eye, the toad covered more than a hundred feet with his old body and landed straight on Pyaten's face. Get off me! Taking advantage of that moment's respite, Piakanka stood up turned around, and grabbing hold of Piaten, threw him to the ground. The entire army started clapping and cheering as they saw Piakanka with his knee on the fallen Piaten's chest.
6: I concede defeat, Piakanka. please forgive me. We
3: all make mistakes, great Piaten. I hope you will forgive me for taking up arms against
0: you. These humble words from someone he had considered his mortal enemy finally opened the rain god's eyes, and he realized how wrong he had been about Pierre Kankar.
6: You are greater than I could have expected, Pierre Kanka.
0: Ask any boon, and
6: it shall be yours. This I promise you upon my honor as a rain god.
3: I need nothing for myself, O oh Great One. I just need one assurance. At the start of every planting season, promise to send rain down to our lands so that we may all live in peace and prosperity.
6: I readily give you my word, Pia Kankar, and add to this promise, in case I forget to send the rains, just light up the sky with fireworks to remind me of my promise. I shall immediately invite the Nagas to come to my lake and make rains for the earth.
0: The rain god and the toad king bowed to each other in mutual respect. All the soldiers started dancing with joy. And just then, the clouds burst and toads and frogs started raining down upon the earth, along with the much-needed water. And as the heavenly rain drenched Pierre His wife wiped his face with her sleeve and stepped back with a cry of shock. (gasps) What is it, my queen? Your face. The shock of Queen Udon was more than justified, for Pierre Cancaque's face no longer looked like that of a toad. Instead, he had become so handsome that everyone was just staring at him in shock and envy. Just then, The rain god's voice boomed from the skies. Consider this my final gift to you, Pyakanka.
6: Even though you asked nothing for yourself, I was honor-bound to grant you a boon. Hope you like it.
0: (laughs) And so it was, Jimmy that Bung or the Rocket Festival, became a part of the annual calendar of the people in Thailand and Laos. Arrr! I've finished such a long tale, Jimmy, and find that you are still fiddling with that infernal matchstick. Give it to me. Arrr! There it goes. ah <laughs> ha See, Jimmy? Arrr! Ooh, good that I have my large captain's hat to keep me dry. Or I would be soaked to the skin like you, Jimmy Boy. Anyway, a very happy bong-fi to all of you, courtesy of Pia Ten, the rain god, and Pia Kanka, the Toad King. Ha ha! Thank you for joining us on the Ship of Myths, a Ring of Fire production. If you like our show, please leave us a review. It really adds wind to our sails. Check us out on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram as well, at ROF Stories. The Ship of Myths is crewed by executive producer Arnand Roy, writer-producer Niha Sakib, script by Anurag Bakshi, sound design by Sarah Dacosta, Vishal Pradhan, Nimesh Shinde, sound mixing by Hot Sauce Productions, Casting and voice direction by Ramesh Panika. The amazing cast of voice actors includes Aaron E., Andrew Loire DJ, Edward Choi, Unshu An, and Shane Marjuki with Ramesh Panika as Captain Turok.